Welcome to the Mammoth Games cast for the week of March 26th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filtercord. Hey, what's, what's going on, man? man? Yeah, Ooh. not much. It's uh, right. I was 100% wrong when I reported last week that I was done with my busy weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have continued to be... Uh, <laughs> I'm always going to be wrong. Overworked, yeah. yeah. Is, so there, like, is there there's no slowdown inspection. in sight? Uh, there's going to be an inspection the first week of April and the third week of April, and then after that's the slowdown. But uh, some uh, a few key uh, f-ups are going to kind of delay what was going on. So that's that's been uh, a real giant shard of glass in my spine. Oh yeah, for sure. <sighs> All right, well we'll go ahead and jump into what we've been playing. Um. For me, I've been playing basically one main console game, and then uh, I jumped onto a mobile game. Um, I started playing uh, Skullgirls Mobile. Cool. Um, I have no idea when this came out. I I think it was just like, you know, hey, play this game. You know, one of those shitty ads or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not bad. It's like okay. I, it's not a game that I'll play. It has a, a healthy story. Mm -hmm. So you know that's that that works for me. And I'm kind of getting those little bits and pieces. It's not something I'll play against other people because I feel like controls on mobile are generally yeah. garbage. But it's fun to run through the story and, you know, make your characters up and, mm. you know, just power them up and all that. Uh, not bad. It's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not... Like, like I'm the really characters hesitant. are really cool. Yeah, I'm really hesitant to play, like, full-scale games on mobile. Mm -hmm. Just because it's like... I don't trust this to be playable. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, what I'm watching in this trailer looks extremely good for Skullgirls. But, yeah, like you said, I would definitely, I would never attempt to do uh, any kind of competitive with other humans. Yeah, it just, for one, it, I don't know, it just doesn't sound fun. It sounds like it would be a frustrating mess of why I'm not, why am I not doing what I'm telling my, mm -hmm. you know, character to do. Yeah. Um but, yeah, I mean, right at the end there, you saw this move that I was telling you about earlier. Um, I, I kind of just paused it on it around the 52-second mm -hmm. mark. Um, this this lady named Peacock throws this person in a bag. These iron men come out and beat the shit out of the person in the bag. Damn. And then she throws a bomb, smoke, takes a drag of her, uh, um, her cigar, says smooth, and throws it over her shoulder to blow up the bag. Mm -hmm. It's... It's pretty cool. Uh, it, it. I don't know. It's been a fun game. I, I didn't expect it to be that fun. So yeah. um, that's that's the the mobile thing I've been playing for the week, and mm. uh, and then I'm continuing to push through uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. I know you're playing that as yeah. well. So how have you been? Yeah, I actually got uh, you know partially from you reminding me, and partially from it being the one year uh, anniversary, sort of. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to get back into Mass Effect again. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like bittersweet playing the game because it's like, yeah, I can definitely see how this is not like the game that I want, and uh, it's it's still really good. I mean, it's it's definitely the worst Mass Effect game, but what does that really mean when we're talking about some of the best games made in the last generation? You know what I mean? Yeah, I so, mean it had it had a lot of issues, but I feel like those issues are a lot of they them were, they're, 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 they were squashed. Um, yeah. There's still it's, it's still got some issues, but it's just like 
it's up to the standard of what it should have been released as anyways. Yeah, one of the big things that I notice is, um, like, it'll it'll chug. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll be driving through an area, like, let's say EOS or something, and, mm-hmm. um, and the vehicle will just stop dead in its tracks. Yeah, and the game will, like, load up for and a second. And it'll load for a second, and it's yeah. like, ah, man, that's, that's, that's shitty. Fun. Other times, I'll run into an area, and I'm like, I know there's a building here. It's all mm. just environment, no building. That I know that there's a building there, or like things and, will flicker. Like sometimes, like a little dish on top of a building that's only cosmetic. You can't touch it. You can't get to it. It'll like flicker in and out of existence. Yeah, yeah. but the building will be gone, and so will all the ha- inhabitants in it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, "What the fuck?" And then the people will appear, mm-hmm. and they'll be like floating and sitting in chairs and stuff. But there's no chairs, just people. And then the building will just appear, and it'll happen. It'll <laughs> take about three to five seconds. Yeah. So I mean that's probably the biggest thing that that I've seen, but yeah. so far I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's a really good game, and I mean like the story's really interesting, and it's the right direction. I mean, we talked about this last week a little bit too, but like it's definitely the right way that Mass Effect should have gone. Like okay, we just have to go do something totally new now. Yeah, um, I love the story. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, it's I don't, a lot. I don't of stuff know how you feel. About really it. cool. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about the story, but I'm a big fan of, like, okay, so we broke off, you mm-hmm. know, to ensure survival of our race. And we traveled, what, 600 years through dark space? Yeah, something like that. That's fucking I'm crazy. I'm not 100% sure on the specifics, but yeah, it's like, oh, you know, we were just out doing our thing. Like, no biggity. Yeah, it's like, they, I think it was four, it was three or four massive ships traveled through mm-hmm. dark space 600 years full sleep stasis everyone that they knew in the past is now dead dead and they're all alive and just slowly coming out and you have to manage that you have to manage who comes out of stasis first mm-hmm. you know who does you know what job and then of course there's you know revolts and riots and you know locals and th- i mean that's a lot it's really cool though like really i think cool. it's really cool um, yeah, i really liked it too. good story so um i guess it's hard for me to sympathize with the people that are like, yeah, it was a garbage game. Just because I'm yeah, like, it might have been at first, but to me, I'm playing it for the first time. It's, it's not a, it's not a, you know, a ten out of, you know, a ten out of ten. It's not even like, right. like a seven out of ten. But it's, I mean, it might be a seven out of ten. It's, you know, it's probably about a six. I would say. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, that's fair. It's a good game. Like, it. And the problem is that they got it up to the wh- the place where it should have been released. And right. then they were like, well, that's all we're going to put into this because we're not going to make our money back on that. And it's like, dude, if they would have put a little bit more, like, you know, a little bit more time and effort to cleaning it up and making it to the state it should be in by now anyways, it'd be mm-hmm. a really amazing game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's too bad, though. Um, yeah, you were telling know. me a little bit where about where you were. Where are you at right now? Yeah, I just made like the first outpost on EOS. Um, pretty much like my first. Uh, I've I've now played two days of this new game, <laughs> and I, I didn't want to restart completely because I had, um, you know, I had just gotten to a point where like I didn't know what was going on in the story, so I had to go back and restart. Right. Um, but uh, so the first play session I did, I did the whole intro uh, prologue, I should say. Up to when you get your ship. And then today I did the first time you go to EOS, pretty much. Cool, yeah. yeah. Um, I did find the world kind of, like when I first got there, kind of... Um, 
like not disorienting, but it's like you, there's a bounds that you can go to, mm-hmm. and you already have missions that are out of bounds, kind of. Oh yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, but like it, you can go there, but you'll die. Yeah, is the problem. They and really it's like, don't it's like. Really interesting. They really dove into like the open worldiness of it, but yeah, and not necessarily in like a friendly way. Uh, kind of like yeah. it, they, it's really similar to, and it, I'm surprised they didn't learn from um, Dragon Age Inquisition. Where Inquisition opens, and like when you get to that first zone, the like valley area or whatever, um, you can very easily get stuck in there for like four days. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just because the game's never like, okay, you've got everything you need for this run. Like, go ahead and go home for a while and come back later. Yeah, and they you know? they do start to do that a little bit better mm-hmm. um, as you progress, but it's that like halfway point of like where it tells you okay, you're done, from where you start to when it tells you, okay, so you need to go back to wherever. Mm-hmm. It's at, like, halfway point. It's like, I still have missions here, yeah. but I can't really do all of them because exactly. they're now, now they're getting out of bounds. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would probably give this thing, like, a 6.5 or, I don't know, 6 or 6.5 mm-hmm. out of 10 so far. Um, I'll probably have a better, next week I'll probably have a better... Um, idea of exactly how i feel about it you know thinking i'll probably get to the ending i'm trying to beat it before um far cry so which i don't think i'm gonna beat it before far cry (laughs) but i'm gonna pick up far cry probably thursday so okay cool uh yeah what else you playing um yeah other than that um it's actually this is gonna be one of our missed games as well so we'll hit on that later but uh turmoil which was like a sort of like uh management like oil baron sim mm-hmm. um i think we expansion. talked about this yeah we didn't talk about the expansion but we talked about the game i remember the original game yeah yeah um yeah so there's you know this expansions recently uh come out that came out last week so um i actually dug back into the original game i'm gonna play through an original campaign and then move on to play the uh, uh the new expansion which basically includes like oil uh, well, there's regular oil. This includes, like, natural gas, mm. uh, which I can supply them with right about now if they need it. And, oh, boy. Uh, there's, like, lava and other, Bro- like... Brought to you by T-Bow. Yep. Other cool stuff that kind of, like, diversifies how the game plays. Um, nice. And where what are you playing this on, PC? Uh, yeah, Steam. Is, I believe that it's, This definitely could work on mobile. And actually, I, I can think see it on really mobile. cool on mobile. Um, yeah. Just hasn't happened yet. Okay. Cool. Uh, which you know this it, it, the the core game's been out for a while. It was one of the like first games that I saw a um like a YouTuber or like a streamer play, and then I went and bought it. Um, yeah, and the natural gas is what they added. So um, nice. Yeah, it's uh, I mean it's a really cool game. It's a good time waster. It's it's fun. It's kind of got like a funny atmosphere. Um, there's not really necessarily a story, but um, the, like the way the game plays out is really cool, so I definitely recommend that. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then, uh, also a mobile game. Um, I mentioned this; it came out just the end of the year uh, on iOS and finally released on Android. And I was like, I had it on my wish list, so I was first in line. Uh, Florence, which is kind of like a, um, I don't want to describe it. It's like a mini game, like collection story game. Um, which is by a couple of the designers that worked on uh, Monument Valley. Um, okay. So it's basically like just a, it's a short story about uh, 
you know, you're this uh, female character on the left who's an artist, and you, like, meet this cool Indian guy, and you start hanging out, and you have, like, this relationship that lasts for a little while, and then uh, some story-based content that I don't want to spoil happens. And uh, it's fun. I mean, you're, like, shaking stuff around. You're, like, tapping the screen. It's it's really... Um, Just, it's like, a like little a, interactive experience. Yeah, it's, like, it's a touching game. And it's, uh, it, I think a lot of people empathize with it. It's really interesting. Uh, yeah, ended up coming out on around Valentine's Day for Android. So um, it was just, nice. it ended up, I think, being just a little late, but finally got around to playing that and uh, definitely enjoyed that. It's like, I mean, it's like a 45 minute game. Oh, okay. Cool. But it's, it's really good. I liked it a lot. Good deal. Well, yeah, that's basically what we've been up to. Uh, before we jump into the standard, um, the standard new games, I think we're gonna we switch things up a little bit. We're gonna throw some new or some missed games from last week first. But before we get into that, if you guys get the chance, head over to Facebook.com/backslashmammothgamesinc. Check all the top news, video game stuff. Um, talk with us on the daily and all that fun stuff. We appreciate all the like, comments and shares over there as well. Follow us on Twitter so you know we go live and do this. That's at Mammoth Games Inc. over there. Um, and, yeah, just a good way to keep up with this. So we'll jump into the Miss Games. Um, I, I Actually, I'm, I'm not too sure about uh, either one of these. You tossed these ones up here. Uh, yeah, um, so... Um, we talked about one of them a little right, bit. Right, the one so. was the uh, expansion pack, the Heat is On for Turmoil. Um, so, I mean, we've seen the trailer for that already. And, right. And um, the other one, I, which... Okay, I've done this. I don't know how I keep doing this to myself. Um, Ash of Gods is a game that I helped kickstart, and I <laughs> forgot when the fuck it came out again. I've, I've done that several times. It's a uh, basically it's a Banner Saga clone. Um, by the way, okay. the Nindies showcase showed that Banner Saga is coming to Switch. All three. Yeah, uh, the third one hasn't come out yet on anything, so I think it'll launch on Switch same day as on the other systems. Uh, so that's fun. But yeah, it's basically like. You know, that heavy art with the, like, tactical combat. Um, very, like, uh, like anime, like, a slightly adult uh, cartoon. Not, like, adult cartoon, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's got that kind of feel. Um, similar kind of setting. Uh, it, and it's... Uh, Was that Buscemi? It's got, a, it's got Steve Buscemi in it. It's got, like, a really cool vibe. And um, it was one where, like, I'd played Banner Saga 1, and then I saw this game getting kickstarted, and I was like, yeah, dude, people should keep making these. And then, like, 100 people made them. <laughs> so it might not have yeah, been I such mean, a great idea after just all. Like a just like <laughs> your standard tactics kind of game. Uh-huh. And it's, it's got, like, uh, I mean, you can see a couple times when, like, some cards kind of fold out on screen. So they have some, some, some uh, you know, slightly original mechanics that they're working on, and like I'm really in this one for the story because they're they're really playing on like uh, kind of a crazy story. Um, this is also a game, another one where um, I backed it when it was an idea for a single game, and then it was so successful that they're now going to work on multiple games. That's um, good. So yeah, I have yet cool. to see if I get all those or just the first one. But uh, you know, I already made all my money back on Kingdom Come Deliverance, so I I can't ask too much here. But uh, yeah, so this one is. Um, Ash of God's Redemption is the first uh, part of the story. And we'll see where it goes from there. It hasn't really been talked about too much. Cool. Yeah, you can just grab this on Steam, I imagine, right? Yep. And I'm not sure if it's planning to come into anything else. This is another one where it's like, 
gonna have to kind of wait and see how it does before we know if it'll release because um you know banner saga also was originally only supposed to be steam and it ended up coming out on you know essentially everything right yeah cool all right, yeah, those are the missed games. Um, you can go pick up Ash of God's Redemption now and then Turmoil, the Heat is On expansion pack for mm-hmm. Turmoil. That's a good All one. All right. And we'll <coughs> jump right into the games releasing this week. Uh, this is March 26th through April 1st, um, with the first batch of games coming out on the 27th. Uh, the first game up is... I don't know this one. Yep. <laughs> yep. Where's Where's Grim when you need him, right? Where's Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but I I, I like your uh, like your enthusiasm. <laughs> um, Altair Lidai and uh, Soul. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Uh, the Alchemist and the Mysterious Painting for PC, Switch, and PS4 from uh, Kerry Tecmo. Yeah, it's well, it's the publisher. I'm not a hundred percent sure who the. Uh... Like a, I'm not sure if it's completely internal or if they published it. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because they've got the um, Koei Tecmo label all over the whole, like, all the marketing and everything, so. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know anything about this game. Uh, it's your typical weeaboo bullshit. It, it, fucking yeah, it's, it looks like your typical, like, what, turn-based RPG. Yeah. Um, Disgusting. But, you know, heavy Japanese... You can play this, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You play this, you're a piece of shit, you know? Fuck you. Um, But no, uh, I I don't know. I I see the way that the game plays, and I'm like, it looks like it plays okay. But then I I know what I'm going to get with it. My thing is like... like, Well, yeah, like you're saying. Okay, I know what I'm going to get. How do I know what I'm going to get? Because there's a fucking billion of these. Yeah. I don't understand, like, you know, I was, I was like 14, 15 once too, all right? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't always allowed to have internet in my room. So, like, uh-huh. I understand. But how can it keep going? That's what I don't get. Like. Because there's always 14 and 15 year olds. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> there's don't they have no a phone? Way. How the fuck you got a PS4 Pro, but you don't got a fucking iPhone X? I need this on the PS4 Pro so so I can really see what's going on. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. All right. We're going to go ahead and move on from that. You're on you a can fucking take, list if you buy this you, game. You can take the next one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, on the 27th, uh, something I've been waiting for for a while, and I'm, I'm happy mm-hmm. to give it a little bit of extra time to cook. Uh, Far Cry 5 coming out on PC, PS4, X-Boner. Um, like... Uh, we got some news about Ubisoft too that we're going to touch on later. This is a big Ubisoft week. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to this game. Like, no matter what, I really like the Far Cry games. Just like, uh, I really get the whole vibe, and I, I I enjoy the the openness, but like the directedness. And when you want to go do like, if you're like, oh, I'm just going to clear out a camp today, it's like the perfect amount of open world, but still not just completely like go make it yourself. It still has some guided to it, yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Um, I do. I, I don't know the specifics, but I've heard that you could clear this game in ten minutes. Yeah, that's that's a uh, uh, far. A couple of Far Cries have done that. I'm not 100 percent sure about three, but I know in Far Cry four, um, with the you know the enemy was like Peg and Min, the uh, guy in the pink suit. 
Mm. Um, he would like he kidnaps you in the beginning of the game. It, it was that you know that cinematic where um, you're sitting on the bus and like he just comes up and like kills this dude that's sitting next to you on the bus and then like the bus gets all shot up and he shows up and he's like uh why did my soldiers like fire into the bus i wanted this guy here safe and you guys just shot at him you idiot and then he takes like a knife and just like shanks the soldier that shot at you yep and it's like super like i mean it really establishes his craziness which they had to do after um uh was it uh voss yeah voss voss was say Vaughn, but i'm like nope that's final fantasy <laughs> It's Vaughn. That would have been a twist. Damn, what a fucking twist. This is a great game, suddenly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, so he I, would, like, when you go to Pagan Min's house, where he, like, kidnaps you two, uh, the torturer starts, like, torturing some people, and they're being really loud when he's trying to have a nice, quiet dinner. So yeah. he goes, hold on, I'll be right back. And if you sit there and wait, he eventually comes back, and he's like, okay, why'd you come to the country? Oh, you wanted to visit your, like, mother's grave? Okay, here it is. Bye. And you, like, the game's over. You win. <laughs> so uh, they said they've included a similar like alternate ending in this one so um, that's cool it's it's, yeah. it's funny and it's like a fun way to get an achievement real quick for me they don't um they, they don't all strike this the same chord like i i, mm-hmm. I didn't pick up um i didn't pick up four and or i didn't primal. pick up primal Shameful. um but i was a big fan of three and what they did with three i was a big mm-hmm. fan of two um three and that was me over yeah, it was really one and two were the ones that won me over, especially two, because it was one of the first bigger games that had a level editor just within the game. Yeah. So I could sit there for hours and just level create. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, they've said there's a really uh, complex level editor in this game as well. Yeah, and well, I mean, at this point, I'm kind of like, I mean, it feels dumb to me, mm-hmm. just because you know I've used I've, I've used Unreal, like I can yeah. I can create a level right now i don't need to do it with a clunky ass controller um but you know i'll probably check it out but yeah um character and story wise like boss really set the tone Mm -hmm. for that game and it was really hard for me to look at four and be like yeah that's i didn't feel that kind of crazy it was a different kind of crazy but it wasn't it didn't hit that it wasn't different enough like i think this game um i think the like the main villain is only one of a few. Like, there's, like, a whole, like, family of them to take out that all kind of yeah. have their own thing going on. But, like, they've pretty clearly... Like, he has his own type of crazy. You know what I mean? It's not right. just, like, ooh, I'm the, like, ultra-charismatic, like, I'm a villain, but it's only because nobody understands me, man, like, type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is what they did with the last two of the numbered games, at least. Um, I, Primal was really good because they there was no, like, main villain. Um... But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, I'm a little yeah, I didn't worried. Look into like, Primal. I'm a little worried that, um, Far Cry 5 is gonna kind of shy away from some, like, really, like, it, it seems like it's going for, like, some really edgy, like, cool politics. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, cause it, it's, you know, I understand that in a mass market, you have to, you have to market in a way that will allow the maximum number of fans to enjoy your product or whatever. Like, I get that. But sometimes it's okay to just pick on one side and then pick on the other side later when you get a chance. That's what, uh, like, Bioshock 1, Bioshock 2, and then Infinite. Like, I think story-wise, maybe not story-wise, but at least, like, the morals that the story shows, um, I think that Infinite was the weakest in that case because Infinite was, 
oh, well, like, the ruling class is evil, but also the people fighting against the ruling class are evil, which is like, okay, so what you're saying is that this game is just stupid. Yeah, like, yeah, you're just saying everyone's evil. It doesn't really... Which is is like, it's a cop-out, you know? Love that game. I mean, clearly you do think, (laughs) like, you know, in the the first game it was, like, very randy and it was, like, um, sort of anti-capitalist. It was, you know, you can't Mm -hmm. just, it can't be everybody for themselves because eventually, like, everybody gets screwed by that. And then the second game was you have to look out for, like, rampant collectivism because then nobody has any ownership of what they're doing and it's, oh, I'm just the soldier. I'm just doing what I'm told, Um, which was really interesting. So it's like... You know, it's okay to take a shot at one, and then we know there's going to be a Far Cry 6. We know there's going to be a yeah. Far Cry 7. We know there's going to be a Far Cry 8. It's fine to just pick on right-wing religious extremists, because later we can have the, like, you know, you're an infiltrator in Antifa or something. You know what I mean? Like, there's time for that. Right, right. Definitely. So. Yeah, it, with this one, I mean, the I think one of the big things that drew me to it, I mean, of course you're seeing stuff like... Um, like mowing people down with a uh, like a combine yeah, that's yeah. That, that that's interesting. You can get a pet bear called Cheeseburger. That's, that's interesting. Um, the the main character he's interesting enough, but it's right. really it's really the setting and how they went about building the story of going yeah. to where do they go Montana and talk Montana. to talk to the people of Montana about you know local you know ongoings things you like know what shit. do you think. <laughs> Yeah, I really hope there's some just jacked up like conspiracy theorist monster hunt that happens in the game where you have oh, to, like, you know, like Bigfoot. Bigfoot or uh-huh. you know not not Bigfoot. I think Bigfoot's what like Seattle or something. Not well, Seattle, um, Northwest. Like, that would work. Mountainous. Yeah. It's not too far um, away. But yeah, like I wanted to. I want there to be something mm-hmm. something weird um, because I think that's gonna be really fun. But I want to get fully Mothman. Yeah, I want I want Mothman. And some men in black. That's what I want. I want them to be following it around and me to intercept. Mm-hmm. That would be really... Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to be fun. I, like I said, I'll probably pick it up. Um, comes out Tuesday, I'll probably pick it up Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, which should give me enough time to beat Mass Effect, which I'm pretty far through. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, if you guys are you know out there and you pick this up, uh, drop a line over on Twitter or Facebook and let us know what you guys think of the game so far. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd more than happily uh, share some of you guys' thoughts. So, For sure. Cool. Um, yeah, and that one's, as we kind of droned on, uh, Far Cry 5 coming out, of course, PC, PS4, Xbox One, March 27th. Also on the 27th, we get our yearly uh, MLB The Show game. Uh, for PS4, of course, coming from Sony because Sony owns the show. Um, it, it's your typical typical game. I haven't heard anything new and mind blowing about it. Um, I mean, I guess the biggest thing you'd be looking looking forward to is the like roster update. Roster update, yep. Yep. Um, it looks great. Oh, graphically, like, visually, yeah, you got it's, it's spot on. So um, the crowds, you know. uh, the the like, the crowd dynamics are getting really nuts. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's kind of like starting to get into like too good territory. <laughs> yeah, you can see these guys. Like I remember back on what, what was it like 
PS1 and looking back and going, man, these guys look like shit. And there's like the same a 2D, three like, people. It's yeah, a, like yeah. Four total models. They're like 2D. They're in a line. They're all connected. They have a looping animation or whatever. They're, yeah, they're all um, they're all image planes that mm-hmm. just go from the sitting position to the standing position to show right. movement. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty. It, I don't know. It, it would be cool to you know pick up a baseball game and just give it a shot. Like I remember, I played baseball games back. On, yeah, just check it out. Um, it's not something that I would pay for. And mm-hmm. you listening to this podcast isn't going to sell you on getting this baseball game if you are if you're a big fan of the show. You probably already it. want it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you you know a lot more about this than uh, us. So mm-hmm. um, if you get the chance, you can school us. That's fine. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, cool. I had a and, friend who was a really big fan of all the sports games. He'd buy like every yearly sports game, and I just never. I, I can't. I couldn't possibly get myself in that headspace. But yeah, I mean, I, I remember when I was younger, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'll pick up this year's NHL game, or you know, mm-hmm. this year's like. Um, like I, I, I think I have like one of each. I pick up like an, uh, um, like it usually wasn't NBA or ba- it wasn't basketball or baseball, but it would be like I would pick up like the American football, or I'd pick up like European football, or I'd pick up you know hockey or whatever. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like I would even pick them up yearly. It would just be like, you know, oh, this game's on sale for you know sixteen bucks, twenty bucks, you know, whatever. And, you know, I would pick it up, and it would be a thing that I would do for maybe a week or two. I don't know. That was a different time, though. You could yeah. play a game for, you know, five months, and no one would bat an eye. And you didn't have to worry about content updates and shit either. That's true. So. You're just slowly mastering the game. Right. Cool. Yep, that one comes up to 27th as well. <laughs> and then um, yeah. kind of graze over this one. Um, I think we talked about it, and it was just kind of mm-hmm. like a last-minute thing. But... Um, uh, Outlast 2 coming to the Switch. Same day. Yep, this is also on the 27th. Um, yeah, Switch is like... Um, I was actually reading a couple articles over the uh, kind of end of the week, weekend, uh, talking about how Nintendo has just blown it away with um, the, like, indie. Like, that was the main issue with the Wii U, is that nobody was making Wii U games except for Nintendo. Right. And they definitely learned their lesson. I mean, you, you can't say that they didn't hear that from their fans, you know? Oh, but, yeah, there's... Not now the content is... The indie games are almost doing better than, like, you know, Nintendo's getting the awards, but the indie games are getting those motherfucking numbers, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, getting, like, with Outlast 2, I mean, now you can you can pick up 1 and 2, um, mm-hmm. which is really nice. 1 is a just a fantastic horror title. 2 is an interesting horror title. It's really good in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, it just... I don't know. It's it. I, I think it's the heavier story. Like mm-hmm. your character has <clears throat> has a like a bigger backstory, whereas in the first one your character was just like like a reporter that was. Hi, I'm a random you know, douche, and I just walked into this building. Right. In this one, you're a journalist, and you know your plane has went down, yeah. and you're looking for your partner. You know she's out there somewhere, and you find her, and it is not fucking pretty. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, and you're stranded in this like mountainous wilderness, um, almost like makeshift town, like mm-hmm. group of towns that are all kind of close together. Okay. Um, where there's like a like a cult. 
All right, that always and it, seems to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it. I mean, when you're running through a cornfield and all you see is flashlights mm. behind you, and so and you know some of these guys don't have flashlights. That's pretty spooky. It's it's a little. It's pretty unsettling. Yeah. So I mean, that one's yeah. OS two coming to the Switch on the twenty seventh as well. Cool. That one's gonna be cool. Sounds good. Um, so on the 29th, um, starting with some Japanese bullshit, Shining Resonance Refrain on PS4, coming from Sega. Um, what more is there to say, really? <laughs> I, I do want to take I do want to take a second and point out that this intro, like the background with the writing, is the exact same background, like uh-huh. as the that first game that we talked about, that Altair yeah, or whatever. Uh-huh. All right, I know. Carry on. <laughs> there, I mean, you know, um, so it's like there's this is uh, another game in a series, so at least it's not like trying to breach new territory or anything. It knows exactly what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, really not a lot to say about that. Go ahead and skip, uh, kind of skip through it to give to give an idea. I think this was a longer trailer too. Um, I um, mean, this one certainly looks preferable to the last one. Uh. Which is not saying much. Yeah, you're like killing a bunch of monsters and everybody's a bard in the party pretty much. Right. right we got it. We get it. You vape. <laughs> I mean, the characters don't look terrible. Um, the idea... Is terrible. Could be cool. But you know, like, right where we're at now, what we were just watching of those two girls, like, summoning something together, that's mm. what you're going to get. Yeah. It, I don't it. know. Womp womp. Um, I don't know what kind of game it is even uh yeah it's not clear is it a jrpg yeah i mean it's certainly a jrpg but like how does the combat actually play out i have no idea Mm. is it like action is it kind of play like the first it it gives me vibes of the first um dot hack game i mean yeah i would be into that though so like Like, some some like 3d action yeah. combat you know what i mean so right right that's what it looks like could okay. tell you for sure shining um, resonance refrain for ps4 that was yes. done by sega interesting okay. and then actually an uh, interesting game that was under my radar which i mean usually uh, like at this point i just kind of know everything that i'm gonna want usually mm-hmm. so i'm always kind of uh like excited when i see something that i just hadn't even heard of and it actually looks cool super robot wars x um, so this is coming on the same day, um, coming on the 29th. Uh, it's, it's like a cool little, like, mech combat. Um, again, this is like a really long trailer. Yeah, well, it kind of like, jump forward. Japanese games have, like, crazy long trailers, but it's like, it's kind of, like, funny. It's, like, old-fashioned. It's, like, kind of funky looking. Um, I, I'm, I was, like, shockingly <laughs> into it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it looks kind of like a silly, like... Instead of with, like, vehicles, kind of, like, maybe with bugs, but mm-hmm. it's a, like, a, like a bug mech game. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I think it looks funny. That's probably not what they're going for. <laughs> no, but, but that's what, that's what they're getting. Like, it's a really so. good vibe. Yeah, um, it, like, the characters really have a feel of, um, like, the villains from Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Like all of the characters too. <laughs> well, that one right there is clearly um, the like Chibi Gundams. Yeah. 
And then they reference they they so is it just like a bunch of mechs from different series because they also reference Code Geese. Hmm. So like I think it's just a like an all stars like mech battling game. It, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, that one said. Yeah, Mobile Gundam Suit Gundam Double Z. Okay, yeah, that's what it is. That's really cool. <laughs> I love the chibi Gundams. It's the most aesthetic thing to ever live. I'm so, yeah, this game. <laughs> man, I don't know what to think of it. <laughs> so it's just like a fighting game, but it's even wilder bullshit. Yeah, this is kind of kind of crazy. It's coming out for PS4 and Vita mm-hmm. from uh, Damkai Bamco. Damkai Bamco. Yep. Damn. Bandai Namco. Looks cool. <laughs> cool. And. <clears throat> The last one that we have on our list here mm-hmm. uh, drops on the 30th, uh, Agony. Yeah, um, was, there was a lot of talk about this game. Like, um, I know a lot of people have, like caught an early trailer or something and were super into it. Yeah, um, I think we've shown this off once. It, it went like borderline viral online. Yeah. Um, this one is the... It's like a... Um, is this, this isn't a Viking horror game, right? No, uh, this is like a like a you're trapped in hell and how are you gonna get out horror game. Oh, okay, okay. God, so, many, so many horror games these days. Yeah, the Viking be... one's newer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this one's PS4, PC, and Xbox One coming from Mad Mind Studios. Mm-hmm. Um. Clearly a team of all artists. Yeah, I mean they. <laughs> They, they've done some good stuff here. Um, well, I mean, like, at, what's really interesting, I remember when, when I first saw this trailer, uh, the whole, like, point of the trailer was, oh, my God, look at how good this game looks. And it does look really good, but then, like, the mechanics, like, when you, at one point, he picks up, like, an idol of, like, the, uh, you know, like, the old, like, fat-bottomed, like, African goddess statue. Right. Uh, the, like, the fertility goddess thing. He picks up one of those, and, like, the mechanic of him grabbing it is, like, so shit. Yeah, he just he he was just reaching down to pick up a torch yeah. and it uh and and it it's rough. it snapped to his hand. He put his hand down and it snapped in. Right. Um, Which I, I mean, I, I mean, realistically, that's what you like. That's just kind of where games are. Like the really good animations are left to the extremely high tier studios. Right. But it's like I mean that is part of the looks. And this I mean this burning animation looks pretty good to be fair. Yeah, yeah. The bush out of the way. I but will the, say that the I feel like that the textures. Mm. are really like muddy yes i don't know to me they just they, they have a heavy amount of mud to them um that could be they're like, not bad but it, it right. probably just the area that they're in but um right. i mean I, i'm used to looking at textures mud butt. daily and you see some really even people who don't even have jobs that are just like oh you know this is for my portfolio i'm trying to get a job mm-hmm. their textures are fucking some, mad. Like, crazy shit yeah yeah so um I don't know. I, I I guess I would need a a bit more information about yeah. you know what the what the game what the game is. Um, it does look really good. Like I'm not taking that away from anybody. Yeah, it looks it looks good. Let's see if we can. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a little little excerpt about it. Um, I'm coming upcoming survival horror video game developed by uh, Madmind Studios and published mm-hmm. by Playway. Players begin their journey as a tormented soul within the depths of hell without any memories of their past. Um, or past. Um, the special ability to control people on their path and possess mind, uh, minded demons to give the players the necessary measures to survive in the extreme conditions they are in. 
So, um, that's weird. Hmm. Did you say this one was coming out the 30th? That's what it's showing. Uh, let me... No, Seems okay. difficult because there's there's a lot of confusion about that. Yeah. Um, I think it was delayed. Okay. Well, this I mean, these dates were fresh as of this morning, so. Right. Right. Ooh, that's the, the this seems pretty Silent Hill. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Steam just has it set for 2018. Hmm. Of course, you can't buy it yet. Um, we do have some information for you. Sadly, we have informed you that the March 30th will not be the release date. It mm. comes from the guys on Steam. So you won't be able to get this, but uh, I guess that's a look at Agony, which is uh, kind of nice because I'm a big survival horror fan and didn't get the, you know, haven't had the chance to really look at it outside of maybe seeing a video or whatever, you know, a quick video. Um, mm -hmm. His gameplay trailer is pretty long. It's about eight minutes. So if you are interested, you can go find the uh, Agony official gameplay trailer. Check it out and see what you think. Um, I guess we'll probably be seeing this one again uh, yeah. in the future. So that happens. <laughs> huh. Interesting. All right. Cool. I think that's the first time this website we've been using for dates has been wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, that usually doesn't happen. Oh, well. Cool. So I guess to make you, well, I guess if you guys have anything that we missed, let us know. There were a lot of uh, games that were coming out. So it was like really like wading through some of the, you know, these are Steam only and there's 4 million of mm -hmm. them that are coming out. Mm -hmm. um, so if there is something that you strongly think that we should have mentioned, uh, let us know. Drop us a line on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. And uh, we'll drop it in next week, like we did with the two at the beginning of this week. Yeah. But we'll jump into the demos and freebies. Um, we only have one this week. And it's as you one. know, it is a good one. Um, as you know, previously you could have picked up uh, the Hitman, which they've switched to a seasonal um kind of game kind of like a telltale where you have season one and it gives you uh in this game's case you know you get this you know this level and you know these are these are the missions and they have several missions within one level uh you could have downloaded that game and got the tutorial and the first level for free uh but now right now you can jump in um and you can grab uh the hitman um spring pack for free Mm -hmm. um, and the spring pack comes with uh, the world of tomorrow mission, where 47 must eliminate two targets, um, as uh, as well as a lethal virus. So um, mm -hmm. it's in um, Sapienza, uh, which is yeah. you probably saw that in all of the videos uh, leading up to the game. It was the one where that like I remember seeing the video and there was a sniper in like a bell tower. Yep. And he had to, yeah, um, that was that, that was from the World of Tomorrow mission. And you can now, and it's kind of the fan favorite. You can grab it for free. Um, the IO also mentioned that they will have an elusive target mission um, hmm. this week where you'll be hunting down the Guru. The mission will be live for 10 days starting on the 23rd, so it's live right now. Um, 
and then as of this coming out, you'll still have a little bit of time. Um, so, you know, you got an extra, a full extra map, and you have a, uh, a bunch of extra stuff. The game will be, a, it'll no longer be available as of the third. So anyone who downloads it for them will be able to keep it forever. Um, so, yeah. yeah, if you do have it, you can basically just add it to your collection, which is kind of cool. I know I when the original came out, um, mm-hmm. the original free Hitman pack or whatever, um, I downloaded it, and I think I played that for probably about three days, which was That's really cool. weird. Um, not usually something. I thought I'd play it for a few minutes, but um, there's something about playing Hitman. It just takes me back to playing Hitman 2. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. So Cool. Cool. So, uh, I guess diving into the news, um, we do actually have a, uh, there's an interesting Humble Bundle going on, but I'm waiting for it to develop. It's one of those mm-hmm. that, like, is lasting for 20 days, and it just keeps getting better every couple days, so we'll probably be talking about that one next time, uh, but definitely keep your eye on that. Um, okay. But yeah, for uh, one of the first uh, big things kind of coming out right now, um, oh boy, my internet's running bad. Uh, the Dying Light Bad Blood, uh, is it a, I, I guess, is it a mode, or is it a new game? Yeah, this is, I think it's just a new mode um, for Dying Light, um, called Bad Blood. They ran this, we've talked about this in the past, um, mm-hmm. where you could sign up. Uh, for whatever reason, I think we signed up. I know I signed up, I didn't get any response back. To yeah, that. I haven't heard anything about it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it combines PvP and PvE um, in the standard or you know in the, they're jumping on the battle royale mode you know like mm-hmm. the PUBG and uh and and Fortnite um oh no it is it says it's a standalone title now so that's okay. interesting um i think that's uh, the change concept is simple we've talked about this before six players mm-hmm. are dropped across a large open map with the goal of harvesting and looting enough blood packets to trade for a helicopter ride out of the infested zone uh the catch is yeah, there's only room for one so Ooh, six cool. players, only one of them can leave. So, um, you know, you can play this a lot of different ways. You can team up with somebody and you can run through. And then, you know, knowing that you're going to have to turn on, you know, whoever turns first. Um, you can play solo and just hang out by the helicopter until people start walking by. Mm-hmm. Or you can play it like uh, the good guy and run around and try to find your own and... You know, just be the sole survivor, you know, in your standard way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of room for uh, fuckery here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. I, I don't remember. Oh, it probably was slated as standalone uh, right off the bat. But it sounds fun. This is something that I'll probably uh, um, grab a hold of. If it's, I don't know if it'll be on the PS4. But well, it says right there, it says PS4, Xbox One, PC, but that could just be talking about Dying Light in general. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I'll have to do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's set to, here it is. Um, it's set to launch PS4, Xbox One, and PC sometime this year with a playtest heat in PC soon. Oh, that sounds um, So yeah, I think th- this, this fell under our demos and freebies section uh, mm-hmm. when we were talking about the beta sign up. But, a while back. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Again, this this does it looks it looks cool. Um, you have to worry about everything that you'd have to worry about in the standard dying light, and then you mm-hmm. have to worry about you know five other people trying to kill you and take what's yours. 
Nice. It's interesting. That's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, like, and we talked about it in the past, dude. Dying Light's just done so much. It's like such an interesting, uh, like, yeah, I, kind I of experiment. I loved the game. Um, it was like I really liked Dead Island, um, mm. but they had the, like development hell kind of stuff going on, yeah. um, and you can tell that like what Dead Island was supposed to be really came out in Dying Light. Mm-hmm. It was it was what it was supposed to be evolved. There were so many just like little cool things that they put in the game. Um, like in what was it? What it was Dead Island? You could find um, you could find like I think it was Jason Voorhees' hut mm-hmm. from you know, uh, and you could get like a chainsaw and some other stuff, and you had to kill a really tough enemy that was named Jason. Um, yeah. And then in this in this one, one of the bigger things that stands out, aside from getting the Excalibur um, from a rock in, cool. in, in in the ocean, mm-hmm. um, there was a. Uh, there was a green pipe that led to the first level of Mario. Right. In, in first person. Yeah. In first person. That, and yeah. that was cool. Um, and you can get like a little, it was like a joke on the Tanuki suit. It was mm-hmm. a, like a wing suit from in there. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they, they really, really pulled through. It's cool that they're still going forward with stuff for this game. I, I want to see like this story was really fun for the first one. And uh, I, I don't think that, uh, these guys over at Techland are done with open world zombie games by far. Mm-hmm. So, for sure. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll look into this and see if I can get a hold of it. I don't know if it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be. I imagine that they'll have you pay for it, but I have no idea. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Cool. As well, um, something that we ran earlier this week because it squeaked by us on March twentieth. Uh, the DLC for South Park's Fractured But Whole, uh, titled From Dusk Till Casa Bonita, mm-hmm. uh, came out. And in this, uh, your character, or Butthole, is teamed up with Mysterion and, of course, all of the other friends to rescue Mysterion's sister as she's fallen in with a bad crowd, the Vamp Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. God damn it. And, uh,. So as you arrive at Casa Bonita, you are greeted by Mysterion, and he's like, hey, I need your help. Beat up these vamp kids to show me what you've got. Um, you do it. He also bestows upon you the power of the Netherborn, which is similar to the power that he has. Um, hmm. Calls upon um, the Dark Realm to heal himself and hurt out um, hurt others. Um, as well, Henrietta, the front woman for the goth kids, uh, shows up as a support character that you can have on your team. You can pick this DLC up. I think it's like 12 bucks, uh, or you can grab the season pass for 30 and then get the upcoming, uh, DLC called bringing the crunch. Um, Hmm. this isn't a long DLC. I imagine it's probably a couple hours. Um, but you know, the, the game, the fractured butthole wasn't long itself. It wasn't a mind blowingly long game. Um, you could run through this thing in probably like six to eight hours, okay. Okay. but it, it's good. And um, I'm gonna probably do a um, continuing my let's play of the entire. Mm-hmm. You know, I played the game from beginning to end. Um, I'll probably play this one maybe next weekend or maybe the weekend after, uh, just to have. I'll probably just try to knock it out in one sitting, um, and. Uh, 
And yeah, so that'll be up there, so you'll be able to watch my reactions and stuff as well uh, over on my channel here on Twitch. All right. All right. Um, kind of some more teasery news. Um, the CEO of Level 5, which is uh, probably one of the bigger um, JRPG studios, um, has teased a MMORPG-scale 20th anniversary title set in the modern day. Um, That's interesting. So he didn't say it's an MMO. He said it's MMO scale. So I don't really know what that means. Yeah, that's... Um, um, it's really weird phrasing. That is. I'm but trying the, to think of what he would be meaning by that. Like, when I think of MMO scale, um, you know, I, I, I go back to playing, you know, like, World of Warcraft or City of Heroes or, you know, Final Fantasy XI. And those games hmm. were big. Like those, So maybe he's just meaning a massive game. Yeah, that's what it seems like because, I mean, even in the interview, he says, you know, um, you know, we we had to cancel this, um, you know, MMO in the past and it was really rough and, like, I don't know if our company is the right type of company to be able to put something like that together. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a... He's being kind of, like, coy. Yeah. When's their 20th year? Is that... This year or is that next year? Next year, I believe. Okay. Um, um, you um, said, um, although we say it's a game for the 20th anniversary, it won't come out this year. So this year is the 20th anniversary, but it's not coming okay. out this year. Uh, rather, we wanted to make the announcement in the year of the anniversary. For example, Nino Kuni was uh, 10th anniversary celebration title, but wasn't exact. it wasn't released until two years after. Mm-hmm. So... Right. Which Nino Kuni two just came out, so these guys are, you know, busy. They're hammering away, yeah. yeah. And that again, I think we talked about it last week, but I still really want to get Nino Kuni just because it has that. I have a feeling it's going to remind me a little bit of Dark Cloud mm-hmm. with the the like city builder looks like or whatever it's leading that way. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, something I tossed in here that I just thought was interesting, uh, mm-hmm. Fire Pro Wrestling World is coming to PS4, uh, in 2018. Not exactly sure when. We've talked about this a few times. It's from yep. the guys over at Spike Chernsoft. Um, and if you're really into that, um, uh, that wrestling game from the Sega, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. era, you can, you can get that here. Um, but the real thing that puts this game on the map is you can do whatever you want. You can, you know, all of every, any kind of wrestling match that you could imagine uh, is available, um, and even more so MMA. You can also get uh, just crazy types of matches like barbed wire ropes and, you know, kind of the ridiculous stuff. But yeah. you can edit so much from the referee to your character to the arena and more. So, um, yeah, I mean, even the title, we're watching it right now on the live stream. Um, pretty cool. So, yeah, I don't know when this is going to come out, um, but it, but they did just announce it. I know these guys are pretty heavy at checking out GDC right now. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think they're doing their own thing. But, yeah, just something to uh, look forward to. We'll probably talk about it again later. And then, yeah. who knows, I'll probably pick it up and play it and have something to say about it in the future cool um 
another kind of uh, sort of tease announce. Um, Phoenix Point is a uh, XCOM kind of successor. Um, certainly a similar style of game. Um, it's from one of the original designers, uh, Julian Gallup. And yeah, I'm having an issue with loading uh, Game Informer articles. So, yeah, Game Informer, their website's really weird today. Um, but yeah, in this game, the year is uh, 2047. The human civilization is under siege from a dangerous virus that was unleashed by uh, melting permafrost. Mm-hmm. Um, and just feel free to jump in here whenever. Um, yeah. But it continues to go on. The virus spreads quickly, mutating everything that it comes in contact with. And it only took two decades to dwindle the human uh, the human settlements into a few small pockets around the globe. Um, to combat the extermination, humans have activated the Phoenix Project, a collection of the world's finest scientists, engineers, military personnel to take control. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're looking at uh, an XCOM style game where it's, uh, what's that, like mm-hmm. the tactical... Um, yeah, like it, a 3D a, tactical... A 3D like... tactics game. Elevation matters, um, you know, turn order matters, facing matters, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, it's definitely got that kind of vibe. Uh, it's it's really interesting. Like, um, it's a. Uh, I really like the new XCOM game, and I was, you know, I, I had kind of talked about how I was shocked that there wasn't a bunch of games like trying to copy that format. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, even now, like, there's one title that is like oh we're basically XCOM and if you look at it it looks like XCOM what title? Um, Phoenix Point oh okay okay so um, I didn't know you were talking about this title specifically that yeah. you were maybe pointing out like another title and the other, other thing I mean, that I can really think of is the um, Mario and Rabbids game right. right I mean that's that's similar but it's, you know it's not same thing it's not quite. I mean, this is a lot closer to the XCOM that, you know, for right. is made two of now. I guess three if you include the uh, standalone DLC. So, um, you know, I'm still kind of surprised that there hasn't been more of that kind of same style game. And I would love it. Like, this is another thing where I would rather be in, like, a Banner Saga scenario where, oh, wow, this is really cool. And then there's just, like, way too many of them made <laughs> than, oh, I can only play XCOM if I want to play this style of game, you know? Right. So, um, I'm excited to see more about Phoenix Point. Um, it's definitely interesting. I, I, I'm trying to real quickly eyeball and see if we know. Um, okay, it's currently on track for release on PC by the end of the year. Okay. And they said uh, if they make the money or if they get a, a publisher, then they'd like to port to console as well. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, there's not a lot out there. What was? I mean, the last thing we got was that um, that standalone DLC, right? Uh, yeah, that went to console, right? Was it Bureau? Uh, well, Bureau was on. That was a different game. Was that a different game? I thought that was uh, XCOM. It was uh, XCOM 2 War of the Chosen. Oh, okay, yeah, that's not the one then. That didn't come to console, I don't think. Yeah, it might have. Did it? Did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. That's pretty good. So, um, <laughs> yeah, up next, uh, just a little bit of quick news. Um, Hellblade is uh, getting an Xbox release date, which is really cool. Um, yeah. Ninja Theory shared the news uh, on their Twitter 
confirming that it'll have Xbox One X enhancements, and those mm-hmm. guys that pre uh, pre-order the game or purchase during the first week of release on the Xbox Store will get a 10% discount, um, which isn't too bad. That's pretty cool. Um, I don't think. Oh, April 11th. There it is. Uh, I was looking around for the release date. But yeah, it's coming to Xbox One on April 11th. Um, Highly recommend this game. It's so good. So Yeah, go check it out. Um, It gives all those guys that haven't had the chance on the Xbox to uh, experience it. Yeah, it was uh, was one of my favorite games of last year, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think won, like, best performance, best uh, cinematography, that kind of thing, so... Um, and definitely yeah. recommend it to anybody that didn't get a chance to play it. And of course, with those 4K enhancements, I mean, can't beat that. Right. Um, okay, so we'll roll along. Uh, EA is hiring currently for an open world Star Wars title, um, according to a job listing. Um, the publisher hasn't really shared any information, but there's this job listing that is uh, for a position of a lead online engineer in Burnaby, uh, which is their uh, Vancouver studio. And it makes no attempt to hide what they're going to be working on. Lead a team to deliver online features of a Star Wars open world project. Um, there's not a lot of other information other than uh, referencing that the game's going to be multi-platform and the requirement to have, quote, experience implementing online features such as matchmaking, asynchronous interactions, live services, server host migration, etc. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're still trying to kind of wait out and see what that's going to be. Um, and then the article basically goes on to, like, shit all over, like, what they've been doing with Star Wars lately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually, I might do it after this, pop in Battlefront 2, just to see how it's changed. I know it made mm-hmm. that switch. Um on what was it like the 23rd um, um something like that just to see how how things have changed yeah um, i was thinking the same thing so that might be some something to do coming up yeah so i mean it's it's interesting that they're the first thing that they're looking for is uh an online feature you know someone mm-hmm. to lead the online feature um yeah. for matchmaking and all of that stuff that they would have used exactly the same to do Battlefront too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I find that uh, I find that interesting. Um, and well, yeah, not you just have that not, work on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't find it comforting um, because you know the the game that we want necessarily shouldn't the first thing shouldn't be looking for people to do online. Yeah, I agree. You know, I don't know. I just. Uh, like a solo thing with if you want to do like an online maybe you can have a friend join you or something kind of thing mm-hmm. um but uh, i mean that wouldn't need um i mean maybe you would need host migration and stuff like that but i don't know yeah. that's that's a weird one we'll keep an eye on it we'll see what happens um it, it it's a mixed that one's a mixed bag <laughs> mm-hmm cool yeah this is a really cool story Um, yeah and we were kind of talking about this before recording as well Um, Ubisoft is actually going to open two more uh, international studios this year we may still see more um, but currently we're looking at a uh, Mumbai uh, India uh, studio so that's going to be a second studio in India and a second studio in Ukraine Um, 
at Odessa. Um, so the first one's in Kiev. Uh, so I'm not 100% sure. Like, I know um, the, uh, uh, like, Ukraine's got some really, like, weird political stuff going on right now. So I'm not 100% sure if, like, the region, like, the what part of the country it is, is part of a reason why they're trying to, like, move around. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, it's like... Uh, Ubisoft is like really massive at this point and like each studio they don't have like studios that are um, like Sony Santa Monica for a while and actually I think they are again is just like kind of like a finishing studio they just like help with um, animation and like graphics and like effects basically um, and it seems like each Ubisoft studio kind of like is a full studio that has every department and kind of carries its own weight which is right. really, it's really cool for such a large publisher, but each one is like, it's not, um, this is so-and-so games, which is part of the Ubisoft label. It's like Ubisoft Montreal, Ubisoft Mumbai. So, um, it's really interesting that, uh, kind of the way that their company works, I don't really hundred percent understand it. Um, but it is super interesting. And, uh, it even says here in the beginning of the article, um, in 2017, they opened four new studios. They opened Berlin, uh, Bordeaux in France, Stockholm, Sweden, and uh, Saguenay. I'm not sure where that is. Um, but, uh, yeah. you know, they're like, hey, there's two more that we're going to talk about in 2018. Um, they they talked about their other studio in India that's been really successful, and they're, like, um, basically trying to take over, like, a new region and, like, get a bunch of... Um, they they want to hire 100 employees uh, over the next two years at... Uh, Mumbai, which will work with their Poon Studio, which has done, uh, yes, the Poon Studio. Oh, uh, they've worked yeah. on Just Dance, South Park, Far Cry, Trials, and Steep. Um, and they're also opening a lab at the Indian uh, Institute of Technology focused on AI and machine learning. And they're going to work with an art and game design program at a uh, another um, another educational facility there. So really cool and then uh that's awesome yeah the odessa studio is going to hire up to 60 people over the next two years and they'll primarily support the ghost recon franchise so i imagine they'll be doing like online content for um wildlands or maybe like a wildlands successor maybe working with that so um a lot of cool shit going on at ubisoft like uh it's really fascinating uh, how ubisoft works and how like they're certainly like a massive like machine the same way that Activision is, but for some reason they don't seem like a bad guy. Yeah, I mean there was a while for a while there I was like, man, these what guys are play? fucking up. Mm. Yeah, I mean you play they were having all those issues with um, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And they were just kinda churning out these games that was like blah. Uh, but they've really like really took a lot of the information that the community was handing out. They're learning. They, they, yeah. they, they learned. They learned really quick that if they put out a quality game, they'll make more money. Yeah. And, and that and that's really good. And their Uplay thing, I don't hate it as much as I did, you know, three years ago. So, I mean, that's that's good. Yeah. Um, I even find myself popping into it when I load up, uh, like, uh, it'll be probably the first thing I do when I grab Far Cry is mm-hmm. I'll go into the game, I'll go into the options, make sure subtitles are on, back out, go into Uplay, buy everything I can from the Uplay thing, you know, that costs points because I have, I just beat, um, 
I had like 300 points, and then I just uh, platinumed Watch Dogs. Wow. And then, you know, rolling forward, I have enough points for pretty much anything that I want. So I kind of mm. paved the way to be able to get all of the cool stuff for Far nice. Cry, I guess. Um, so, I mean, I, I always do that at least once to, you know, just see what, what's available. And mm. I guess I don't hate it anymore. But yeah, they're doing a lot <laughs> of cool stuff, and I'm glad they learned. Yeah. Um, we also learned that the Tomb Raider trilogy remaster is not happening. Uh, Realtech VR uh, at Realtech underscore VR. kind of brutal. Yeah. Um, they tweeted, uh, after this episode, we are refocusing on new projects involving augmented reality on iOS and VR on PC. We are not committed on third-party license anymore. Damn. Uh, yeah, basically they um, they were the ones that said they were going to do a full remastered trilogy of the Tomb Raider, the first three Tomb Raider games. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's not happening. Yeah, and there's some interesting <laughs> interesting comments in here. Like yeah, the, the first guy. Comes, like, first guy. Brutal. So, okay, let me get this straight. You guys are attempting to remaster three games without seeking approval from the copyright holder? Genius <laughs> plan, guys. And they're just like, it was more complicated than that. We were already working yeah. for them. So I mean, it, it's it's interesting. Basically, what it, um, from what I could gather, like it was a pitch. Like they were like, okay, we'll make the we'll we'll do the the remake. If you already own the originals on Steam, you'll get the remake for free. Which a couple that that's already been done. That's not like breaking new ground or anything. Right. They had just worked with Square Enix on something else, so it's like suddenly it was like, uh, no, we're not going to do that. And you shouldn't have leaked that you were talking about <laughs> that. And it's like, dude, I thought we were doing it though. Yeah. Uh, so that's, fucking that's blackball the shit out of them. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Tomb Raider movie, was pretty good. It was a lot better than I was expecting. Wasn't bad. I I loved seeing um like I mentioned I think before when we were talking about it uh, Daniel Wu he's mm-hmm. always cool to see. I'm a big fan of Into the Badlands and then non credited uh, Nick Frost. His yep. You like it, a grubby it, pawn shop dealer. <laughs> yeah, bearded Nick Frost. I didn't yeah. think I could like Nick Frost anymore, and then he grew a beard, and I was like, "Okay, this this man knows this." He grew a beard and then showed up on Into the Badlands, hucking around nunchucks and being a badass. Uh-huh. He's kind of like Chris Farley, except he knows what he's doing, and he's probably gonna live longer. Well, well he, has he already has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, go see Tomb Raider. It's probably the best game movie. Um, yeah, I mean, what I, is it comparing to <laughs> exactly. I mean, there isn't a Advent lot. Children. <laughs> uh, World of Warcraft was pretty good. I, I own it. I haven't seen it. It's not bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a few in there. I I I kind of have to lump the games that became movies and movies that became games together mm. now. Like Chronicles of Riddick is a game. Mm. That was a fantastic game based on a movie. The game was so a lot I guess, better than the movie. I liked the movie, and I loved the game. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, that's interesting. How many movies have inspired games that they then tried to make another movie about? Hmm. I anyway. can tell you one that didn't. Fucking Blood Rain. That's Ooh. one that didn't. Whoa, whoa. Uh, Blood Rain 1 was a good time. Mm. 
Uh, Blood Rain 2, not so much. The movie, <laughs> I wouldn't wipe my asshole with it. <laughs> I heard the Aeon Flux movie was really bad, too. Yeah, I don't know. Was I there an Aeon Flux game? That was an anime, yeah. Okay. Let's I never leave, got into it. Let's just leave we'll, anime where anime lies. We'll leave that one. Yeah, that's a whole other can of worms. <clears throat> And then the final Ubisoft... Well, wait a minute. Let me check and make sure because there's a lot of Ubisoft news. Yes, the uh, final the Ubisoft final. <laughs> yeah. update. Um, update. Uh, basically, they there was like... It, it's kind of cool. Look and see if you can find the video. Um, viewers, not necessarily telling you to go do that. But uh, there's a really cool video of um, Yves Guillemont announcing that they are not going to be... Uh, like they, They've thwarted the hostile takeover by Vivendi. Um, Vivendi basically got to a point where like uh, I mean I've talked about in the past where like they wanted to like slowly just pick up um, more and more shares in Ubisoft until they could get like voting power and then start to control like Vivendi just wanted to like take over a successful French company pretty much right um, after like was it Activision that had to buy itself away from Vivendi uh, yeah I think we talked about that yeah so um Basically, Vivendi is just going to dump. Um, they're going to sell its entire stake, which was twenty-seven point three percent of Ubisoft. So I think if they got to twenty-seven point five, they got a vote on the board. So um, it was really getting hairy, and uh, you know Ubisoft had like uh, done like a, uh, a stock dump and like all kinds of stuff where uh, they were trying to avoid this hostile takeover, and. Um, Basically, um, the uh, they they were able to get some some backing by uh, Canada. They had been asking the Canadian government to help because of all the like jobs they provide in Canada, which is pretty. Oh crazy. yeah, a lot. Um, there's actually the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan is one of the like main buyers that's buying in. So yeah. like all these teachers like retirement is like the thing that they're staking it on is Ubisoft, <laughs> which is just wild. Um, like at my can't company, find so a, they can't find like, a video. Yeah. Um, but, well, it is a cool video. I, maybe we'll try to like show it. That'll be our opener or closer next week or something. But uh, sure. uh, there's like confetti and like balloons and shit in the room when they announced that they're they've avoided the hostile takeover. It's really wild. I, I found a lot of pictures, but I couldn't find an actual. Yeah. But uh, so like you know, I work for First Energy, and there's like for your like retirement, they part of it is like just like a general like stock package that's like. These will grow slowly, but they're very safe, and it's you're very unlikely to lose any money. And then the the bulk of it is in First Energy stock, so they're like, if the company does good, your retirement will do good. So do good for the company. It, it like just kind of makes sense. It's totally bizarre for teachers' retirement to be tied to a video game company. Uh, <laughs> it's really weird. Like I, I'm interested in what else is in that package. Uh, and kids, when you go home, please go play Watch Dogs too. Damn, somebody go uh, buy Watch Dogs too on the way home, please. I'm begging you. You guys will love here. the next Far Cry. You can run over four <laughs> cattle with a fucking combine. Thresher and if combine. you need to know what a combine is, go look in America. I don't yeah, know. This, they probably have a, a lot of public school, over. so we can't really yeah. teach you too much about that. And then uh, yeah. Tencent is the primary uh, assistant here, I guess. Um, Tencent, of course, being the Chinese company that owns like every. They're like slowly acquiring pieces of every game company. Uh, they own Riot. Uh, that makes League of Legends. Yeah. Um, they're uh, they're they're making money moves, as Cardi B would say, and uh, they're long-term investors. And Tencent 
also uh, signed a, like a strategic partnership that said they'll never attempt to steal like vote positions on Ubisoft's board, uh, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's like they're just like I mean we don't want it so. Well, I mean, like, Tencent really, like, from what I've heard, like, obviously I can't say this for sure, but from what I've heard, um, Tencent kind of comes in and is like, hey, we really like what your company's doing. And then they, like, acquire your company, and they're like, keep doing that. It's, you're really good. It's it's huh. uh, it's totally weird. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, knowing their history, that's weird that they wouldn't. Yeah, so it should be fine. Um, I mean, eventually Tencent will just own every game company, so it's not really a problem. But, you know. Until that point, they're not going to try to steal any votes. I'm pretty sure they're going to have to fist fight the Hauser brothers for that, though. I don't know. They don't, don't have a lot. They have five studios? Yeah. And, I mean, they're already, they have a parent company above them, but I'm pretty sure they'd have to get through that parent company first. Which, the parent company's huge. 2K? A lot. Uh, take Two. Take Two. Yep. Own, take Two owns 2K. Yes. That's right. I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah, that. Ubisoft's definitely bigger, but like, I I don't know if they're bigger by money. You know what I mean? I think they're bigger by volume. Um, well, Bioshock. certainly there's more studios. Bioshock, Civ, Mafia, NBA, WWE, Battleborn, GTA, and of course everything from those guys: The Darkness, Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Borderlands, yeah, I didn't think about that. Hold on. Bubble Guppies. Ooh, watch out for that one. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Spin. Wait a minute, what? That's not what I want. Damn, here we go. Um. Yeah, Ubisoft's definitely bigger. <laughs> uh, take Two is considered to be worth a little over $2 billion US. Uh-huh. Uh, Ubisoft's about three and a half. Ah. One, three and a half. I just but know that I, everything like, I think Take Two has a lot more like consolidated power. Like Ubisoft, I, each studio probably makes a lot less money than each Take Two studio. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like the guys at Rockstar North would be like, "No, we'd rather die in a burning hellhole than work with you know, the French. Wor- work with you know, <laughs> let let someone come and take over everything. Uh-huh. I don't know." Now nah, they'd probably be cool with it. Depends on the money. Shit, that's not even counting Game Loft. Mm. God damn! Hold on. <laughs> we opened a can of worms here. So we're Game Loft like... is considered to be about worth about two million, two hundred million more dollars. Mm. But has been taken over by Vivendi. Interesting. All right. It's all a conspiracy. That's enough of that. That is a yeah, that is a lot. That. Okay, final um, upbeat news story here. Yep. Uh, Will Wright uh, is creating a new game. And uh, what was the name on that? Will Wright's Proxy Art Challenge. Um, Will uh, Wright, of course. Right, good. Yeah, he worked on... Or he... I'm not sure exactly where creation and what he worked on kind of goes hand in hand but anything with the sims name on it right right sims sim city spore um spore obviously like i don't know he's kind of like he's in similar territory in my mind as like peter molyneux yeah he he like invented whole genres of games (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, he, like, but I just can't tell where it kind of, like, where he starts, where his job title starts and ends. Mm-hmm. You know what That's I mean? Fair. Yeah. So, I mean, he, like, I feel like he, he touches every aspect of the game, even though he's labeled as, like, what, what would we, like, uh, like lead designer. designer? Like, yeah. lead designer? But I, you know sh- sure as hell that he's over in, you know, he's over talking to, you know, the programmers and checking out, you know, the art side of things. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. over in QA. He, I feel like this guy's just everywhere. Yeah. But what's this new thing that he's working on? Did you hear anything about it? Um, it's it's like a, uh, from what I've heard, it's the, the goal of it is to, like, kind of utilize your the, the creativity of the players. So I kind of get, like, a dreams or, like, a little big planity type vibe from it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's sort of what his games have always done. I mean... Uh, you know, if you go back to like the first Sim City, it's like, okay, you're making a city, but you know, how do you make your city? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, do you just completely destroy it with a tornado or not? <laughs> I mean, just from what you're seeing from the outside, they, they show, um, like, it looks like a face kind of comprised of a bunch of bubbles, and they zoom in on the bubbles, and the bubbles have mm. different things inside of them. And I imagine these are the creations that make up, that's what they're trying to say, is these are the things that make up you. Mm-hmm. These would be your ideas. Um, and I, I, I'm just kind of confused. That, like, there's a, a spot that shows a heavy SimCity mm-hmm. look, but it's in a bubble. You know, everything's kind of like, there's an edge and everything falls Which off. Which could be, it. I don't know, it, it, like, just that graphic is, like, uh-huh. really um, evocative. And I really like that a lot, like the like Sim the City type thing, but it's just totally like clearly not trying to be realistic. Yeah, I'm a big fan me. of this this real cat over here, uh-huh. sitting on top of this building. Just I mean, it's really weird. I mean, over here you have you have like a mm-hmm. it looks like a Salvador Dali painting. It does. Kinda. And then over here you have a you have a cat, and there's like a university wedding stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And then they show some other things, too. They show, like, a bubble that has, like, a winter, like, a pixelated winter scene. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bubble that shows, um, like, a boat on a small lake with, you know, rain coming out of the clouds. I don't yeah. know. Um, it's called uh, Prox? Proxy? Proxy Art the... Challenge. Yeah, I'm not 100% Proxy? sure. Like, that's clearly going to be a working title. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it looks really cool. Like, and it, I think this is, I, I kind of get the same vibe that I did from Dreams, which is like, here's a really cool idea, but like, I still need to think of what it even actually is. Yeah, this is very Peter Molyneux talking about, like, it really he was is. Talking like, about the motherfucking trees are going to grow. 22 cans or whatever it was. Yeah, that was the studio. Yeah. Well, he created a game as well that was like, it's just a breaking game where you, you know, the last person got control of his. Yeah, what's in the cube? Yeah. Oh, that's what it was called. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely that type of, like, that's the vibe I get from it for sure. Goddess was the game they were making. Yeah. That was, the cube was the god of. And that didn't really work out, apparently. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see more of this. Yeah, we had a little bit of. A little bit of audio. Mm. Okay. 
So, it, with this video, he is looking for an artist to bring this world to life. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of the video. Hmm. That's weird. It's shared by Unity. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, which yeah, the Unity... last thing he actually worked on was uh, Spore. 2009. 2009. I would have just retired. Yeah, I, I remember when Spore came out, My one of my good friends was losing his shit over Spore. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was interested in it. I played it a little bit, and I was like, this is okay. I, I don't hate this. And then I never played it again. <laughs> yeah, I liked it well enough. Um, I don't know. I didn't really like the late game. I loved the early game. Right, right. The early game was really fun. It reminded me of this game called Evo on Super Nintendo. Um, where you start as an organism and you have to eat your way up the food chain. Mm-hmm. And as you get bigger, you know, you become a fish. And then you, from a fish, you become like a small like creature. And then you grow legs. And then you walk on land, and then you become a dinosaur, and you get bigger, and it just you just keep getting bigger and bigger, and it's cool. You're upgrading like body parts, and and like the the when you're a fish, your teeth and how big your mandible is, and you know becoming more powerful. And that was just a fun game. That was a good Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of Spore. But cool. Uh, that is uh, the weekly news. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Um, Hopefully you guys pick up uh, uh, Far Cry 5. Let us know what you think of it, as we'll be checking it out ourselves here soon. Maybe next week we'll have a little bit to talk about with it. Um, as always, if you get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Inc. Check all the top news and video game stuff that matters. Let, let us know what you guys are thinking about what we're posting. Um, and, you know, we always take submission, too. So if there's something that you're like, this is cool, check this out. Um, yeah, there's likely a chance that we'll post it. Um, as well, follow us on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc., so you know when we go live, do stuff like this, other live streams, and whatnot. Um, all like, comment, shares, follows, and more are appreciated. Um, but yeah, thanks, uh, for hanging out, guys. We will see you next week. For MGI, I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one, guys. See ya.